Well, g'day everybody, and welcome back to the extras. My name is Sam, and I'm Raj with you for my first St Paul's extras. Great to be here, first Sam. First timer. It's fantastic to have you here on the podcast, Raj. This is this is wonderful. First, lots of firsts this week. Yeah, lots of firsts. So last Monday was day one. First and, day. Yes. Um, look, lots of people say you know we only work one day a week, but but. I made an exception last week on week one, started yep. Monday. Oh, very, very well Kept done. going. Yep, yep. Um, and I've just had a ball, yeah. you know, meeting people. I mean, yeah, there's lots of new stuff to learn. There's lots of names and yep. um, uh, new ways of doing things, just different different churches do things in different ways. Yep. Still very much the foundation's the word of God. And yep. so it was a great familiar thing for me to get into Ephesians. Yeah. Yeah. And That's a nice be, thing, isn't you know, it? Privileged to teach it on Sunday. Yeah. And, and I love that. The, the, the gospel throughout Christ's church is the same, even if the ways of doing stuff are, are quite are different. Yeah. Sometimes quite different or just a little yeah. different. Um, and and, and yeah. appropriately different. Yeah, just that's right. Worth saying, you yeah. know, different contexts are different, size churches are different, and so yep. on. Yep. Um, so yeah. I'm just coming up to speed with all of that. Yeah. Uh, but we're here to talk about Ephesians. We are here to talk about Ephesians. So we had a great day in God's Word uh, yesterday. You uh, began our new series. You called it Rebels of Grace. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good theme, kind of ca- capturing up both well, us outside of relationship with God and, and even once we come into relationship with God. Tell us a bit more about re- why you chose it. Well, look, I, I chose it. I, I, I'm going to just play on the words a little bit as we go on. Yeah. And really, Ephesians 1 and the first couple of chapters of Ephesians start off with us um, as rebels living in opposition to God. Mm. We are saved by grace. Yep. And uh, in, in many ways, that was one of the big ideas yesterday. Mm. Probably not the big idea, but one of the big ideas yesterday. Um, but as we move through, we're just going to take that word rebels and use it a bit differently. Uh, so it's not going to be rebels so much now living um, in opposition to God, but we're going to mm. be rebels in our world. Mm. And that's where we're going to end up. And, yeah. you know, we're rebels then um, um, who are transformed by grace. And so the way in which we live looks different. Yep. And then we're going to end up rebels standing in grace, waiting for that nice. last day. So, but yeah. look, wait, it shouldn't so, give away too much. No, you know? no that's right. You've got to keep coming, <laughs> coming to church. Don't, don't uh, skip out because you've got the little sneak peek here. Um, now, so on Sunday in particular, though, you were in chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. Um, in case anyone missed that, I mean, you really should catch up and, and watch the watch the stream. But just quick recap, get our heads back into Ephesians 1, 1 to 14. What's that little section all about? Yeah, so that, that section is about um, the way I tried to couch it was, Paul, he has this explosion of praise. Mm. And he has an explosion of praise as he realises that he has every spiritual blessing in Christ. Yeah. And uh, as he does that, um, he's, he's reflecting on the blessings he has himself, and yet he wants to defer those to God. So mm. that people don't look at him, people look at God. So there's this continual refrain yep. um, to the praise of his glory or to the praise of his glory and grace and yep. variations yep. of that. Um, and so that's what Ephesians 1, 1 to nice. 14 is all about. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was a great day in God's Word. And uh, we've got a bunch of questions that we're going to have a go at tackling together now. And so uh, uh, we'll, we'll dive in. Now, the first one is, is kind of more of a comment about your... You, you introduced this wonderful map uh, of world history. And uh, you, you pointed us to the to the Gupta dynasty. No, you pointed us to the, to the ebb and flow of nations throughout uh, throughout world history. And somebody said, are you saying that the map uh, that with India and China kind of running consistently through, are they God's chosen and blessed nations? Is that, is that what you're saying there, Raj? No, not at all. Um, um, it, it's a joke. I mean, the point of the map, it's a great little map. If you Google it, you, Histo yep. map, 
H I S T O M A P. You will find it online. Nice. And and the overall thing is to get us thinking about the destination of the world. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we can just live in this world and mm. and you know just be aware that we have it so good, but not be aware of how things change over time. Yeah. And Ephesians one's getting us thinking about the future. And so I, I apologise. My comments about India and China, all, all a bit of fun. So. <laughs> no, that's right. A bit, bit of tongue in cheek. We, we get you. Yep. Okay. Well, let's go. Go. There's a there's a few questions about blessing, and so uh, you already mentioned this is hugely about uh, celebrating the blessings we have in Christ. Now that little phrase that comes up here that in verse three that they are blessings in the heavenly places or the heavenly realms. Can you just dig into that? We did do this at a couple of services, but we got a few questions on this, so we thought it'd be worth just kind of rehashing. And so, yeah, help us understand what's that little idea of the heavenly places all about. Yeah, thanks. So it comes up a number of times in Ephesians, um, so we will be hitting it again. And it's not talking about a future thing. It's Mm -hmm. It's talking about a current thing. Yeah, okay. And so heavenly realms is... Another way of looking about what is happening um, with current events in a very real way and understanding them through the lens of, well, in our case, the gospel. Yep. So my illustration just that ten, well, at least it helps me. So I assume yep. because it helps me, it helps everyone sure, else. Sure, share away. My, my illustration is that movie Lord of the Rings yep. when Frodo or another character puts on the ring yep. and, and when they put it on, in their case, it's quite dark. They yeah. they see the spiritual world, um, but that what what they're looking at is the same current events in the physical world, mm. but they're looking at it through a different lens. Yeah, um, both are real, mm. and both give you different perspectives. And as you understand the significance of that spiritual world, yep. it helps uh, helps you understand what you're doing in the material world. Yeah, and so that phrase in Ephesians, Ephesians one, it comes up a few other times Does, as well. Yeah. Uh, it's helping us understand what is happening. Yeah. Um, maybe a way to put it is from God's perspective. Mm. Uh, so the spiritual blessings that we have, um, I think it's really helpful because we look at our world and we may not see these things. We mm. live um, in the first world, the Western world. It's very materialistic. You, you kind of you you think the world is as you see it. Yep. Uh, so Ephesians one helps us understand what's actually happening. Yeah. So, in this spiritual dimension. Yeah, no, that's really helpful. Because I think part of what, what our, our issue can be sometimes on this is we hear the word heaven and we think of what comes after this life. Because I think we're sort of trained to think that way. Yep. But yeah, here, the heavenly realms, it's a, it's a bit of a... It's less about what comes next as to what's actually running parallel to us right now. Uh, and, and in fact, is it? I mean, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to skip ahead here. But in chapter 2, one of, the, one of the things that Paul talks about that God has already done for us is... When he saved us, he, he made us alive and then he raised us up, chapter 2, verse 6, with Christ and seated us, it kind of already happened, with Christ in the heavenly realms um, already. So there's a yeah. sense in which we are already seated with Christ in the heavenly realms, not not that, that not coming in the future, already, already. happening already. for us right now. And that's really significant. I mean, yeah. that, that feeds into the assurance we have of salvation yeah. and a whole bunch of other things yeah. to understand that that is yeah. a current reality. And so we are there right now. We may not perceive it, but we are there and we, we have these blessings in that realm. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. kind of the, the putting the ring on of Ephesians. We, we see that, uh, yeah. that that realm that we actually exist in. We, we actually exist in, and I, I think it can't be understated just to understand that that reality, even though we may or may not see it, mm. in this case, some of these 
blessings there, intangible things that we may not see. Yep. You know, adoption being chosen and yep. forgiveness and so on. Mm. Uh, but Ephesians 1 helps us just have some assurance that yeah. these things are real mm. and these things are current. Yep. Um, and I, I take great comfort with that. Yeah, that's a great thing. So, yeah, some, something to praise God for. Um, now, as you were talking about the blessings last night or, and, or throughout the day yesterday, you, you, uh, you used the image of, of a diamond. That was your sort of running illustration that you sort of spin the diamond, look at it from this uh, angle and see a new thing. It was a great way of kind of moving us through each of these, these blessings. Uh, someone's texted in and said, look, but hang on, diamonds don't have any value or don't, don't hold value. Is, is that correct? Well, I don't know. My, well, my, my one that I bought for my wife, I think, had a fair bit of value to yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's yeah. it. Look, the, the point is not about... You know, a diamond so much. For many people, and probably for most people, they look at diamonds. Yeah. And it's, just, it's looking at something, the same thing from different perspectives. Yeah, From that's different right. angles. Yeah. And you're seeing the same thing. And, and as you do, as you hold it up close and personal, mm. you're able just to appreciate it yeah. in slightly different ways. It's yeah. the same thing the whole time. Yeah. And yep. that's what we're seeing in Ephesians 1. So that yeah, yeah. that was just my illustration no, to you. try to get us into it. I, I much more resonated with the car. I love it. <laughs> I love, especially after it's been washed. I love just standing on the other side. Oh, look at it from this angle. It looks great. Ma- I'm, maybe I'm, I'm for weird. you, mate, it should be a coffee bean. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. I see them from, from all angles. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let, let's get moving. Now, on blessing, verse 13, just kind of coming down to the end, uh, changes the, the language a, a little bit to say, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. It's been talking about we prior to that, and then all of a sudden it shifts to talk about you. And um, somebody's texted in and said, look, does does that shift there? And you, you mentioned it in your sermon yesterday uh, where, where it's you, you made the point, that's talking about us, uh, you know. Does that mean that everything before that, where all the we's kind of get referenced from verses 3 to 12, is that talking about some other audience? Yeah, thank you. It's an excellent question uh, to raise. And one of those examples where I think this extras podcast is so helpful so we can yeah. you know, fill, fill a few things out to get no in a little bit harder. on Sunday. Yep. And look, people take this in different ways, mm-hmm. and it all comes back to how the different pronouns are used throughout Ephesians, yep. particular issue in Ephesians. Mm-hmm. The way I've taken it, um, uh, verses 3 through to 10, it's Paul having this, what I've called an explosion of praise, yep. uh, where he's talking fairly generically about the blessings that, that, that people can have in Christ. Mm-hmm. Verse 11, he then talks about the we. Mm-hmm. And that can be taken in a couple of ways. I've taken that to be talking, for Paul to be talking then about Paul and the apostles. Okay. Um, it, it could also be talking about the Jews more generically. Okay. Uh, and then we come to verse 13, and, and it, now it doesn't say we, it says you. Mm. So you there is talking about the Gentiles. Mm. And my shorthand way over church yesterday, um, my. I think I'm reasonably confident to say most people at St. Paul's yes. you know, are Gentiles. Yes, yeah, yeah. And so by no means is it limited to the people of St. Paul's, yeah. but because almost all of us are Gentiles, it, mm. it includes us. So that yes. was my shorthand kind of yeah, yeah. You know, way. Yeah. So what I'm saying is the way I've taken it, and there are differences yep. about, uh, about how people take it, yep. verses 3 to 10, it's talking about um, the blessings in generic terms for both. Yep. And verse 11, Paul yep. then becomes quite personal. Yeah, okay. In him, we. Yep. And he's just he's picking up on some things he's already talked about. Yeah. Um, and then he's able to move on and encourage yeah. the people he's writing to. Yeah. 
um, uh, probably the church at Ephesus, but yeah, yeah. A, a Gentile audience that includes, yeah, okay. that includes us. And it's just worth, so there's some of the technicalities behind it. I just mm. think it's worth, um, I mean, even just talking to you now, Sam, I just, again, my heart bursts out in praise yeah. to God thinking about, I mean, how good is it that people like you and I can participate in these blessings we get included and that, that, that's one of the you know, we've been included in this verse, that's the language of verse 13 you also were included in christ yeah. when you heard the message yeah, yeah so great, that just, it says a fair bit you know we're included in this yeah it talks about the means by which that's happened that is hearing the message of truth yeah uh which yep. is all kinds of things we, we, we could have a separate extras just on that totally phrase. totally <laughs> i think there's a lovely like it's helpful what you pointed out here because there's a lovely flow isn't it even just if you look at 11 then 13 and then 14 that the pronouns you see it's we we've got all the, these blessings we were the first to, to be put our hope in christ then you were also included in christ and then the spirit comes 13 and then he is verse 14 a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance so it's it's it kind of joins the the we and the you together that, that we yeah. all together share this inheritance so if you've got the spirit jew or gentile or apostle or not um yeah you we all together have this wonderful inheritance that we share in the spirit guarantees it for yeah. us yeah and and look maybe this is just a good opportunity even just to, to push that a step further sam mm. because i tried to say at the end this is these blessings and the salvation we have it is about us, but in this text, it's abs- it's quite striking. It, it's not there um, to focus on us. Mm. And so at the end of verse 12, you know, so Paul's talking about the blessings he has, uh, and he says, um, this might be for the praise of his glory. He's talking about personal blessings. Yes. Then at the end of verse 14, mm. he's talking about the fact that Gentiles, including us, express yes. it, and he says the same thing. To this the is to the praise of his glory. of his glory. Yeah, that's right. And verse 3, he started off, praise be to the God. And, yep. and, and throughout this, it just keeps coming yeah, up. That, that's right. But all of this, it's multi. Yep. At every point, no matter what the direction, it, it ultimately reflects back up to yep. God and to his glory. Yeah. That's, that's the throughout. It's the quite spectacular. Isn't it? All right, one last question on blessing uh, before we move on to our sort of second topic for today. Uh, someone's asking a bit of a practical one in terms of your language of an explosion of praise or explosion of blessing. What does that look like in our world right now, especially when we're living in such a, a privileged world? I guess I wonder if the question's asking, you know, we, we sort of feel like we've got, got it so good, we've already got so much to thank God for. How does this really add on or make a difference? Yeah. Yeah. I, look, again, another excellent question. I'm just loving this first extras little segment that I've ever done. Um, yes, the world does look so good now, mm. even despite the challenges we've had in the last year or so that I spoke about and mm. what we're all feeling. Uh, and yet, the blessings that are here in Ephesians, the adoption, the predestination, the um, the forgiveness of sins, the being it just goes on and on yeah yeah that's where the main game is yeah and that's where it's important to understand what the bible talks about the heavenly realms or heavenly mm. places we've talked about yeah um so that we don't get distracted and we have a proper perspective about what's really going on yeah and um what does it look like for an explosion of praise or blessing at this juncture well i, I was just trying to 
really make the point for Paul, so in a more individualistic sense, mm-hmm. as he's reflecting on it, he just he has this explosion of praise. Mm. Uh, and so I was trying to encourage each of us in our own hearts, in our own minds, in our own souls, to as we think about the blessings, to have a, the same kind of reaction. Yeah, nice. Now, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if Christians around the world had that reaction? Mm. Quite genuinely, quite mm. heartfelt. And... You can see totally, in fact, other parts of the Bible talk about this. Um, if the world sees Christians having that reaction, mm. once again, that's going to be to the praise of his glory. Yeah. As other people, and no doubt this has happened to people, may say, you know, why are you like you are? And, yeah. and then there's the opportunity to talk about the blessings. Yeah. yeah. To talk about what's important, not to get caught up on the, yeah. you know, peripheral stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a question last week, Raj, uh, someone texted and said, do you think we should be, we should get more excited about our faith than we do? And, and Jack and I were saying resoundingly, yes, you know, we, we, we do want to, um, and you, you helpfully back that up. Here's the, the sort of the, 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 the fuel of our praise uh, for God, which is understanding yeah. this stuff and, and uh, be, being thrilled about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, you helpfully mentioned just then in, in your answer, uh, uh, one of the blessings that we got quite a few questions about, um, and uh, and that is the whole idea of being chosen or predestined, which really does come up quite a bit here um, yep. in terms of, uh, Paul mentions it sort of three times, predestined twice, chosen once. Uh, it sort of, he really hammers it. Um, and, uh, and understandably, lots of people have got some questions on that. Um, uh, so let me see if I can just fire a few of these at you and, and we'll get this kind of, we'll open up this topic a little bit more. Um, talk to us about justice. Um, how does God choosing people kind of impact on the justice of God? Does that mean, does, does that leave us with an unjust God that he chooses some and then not others and then he punishes them for not responding to him? That, that yeah. feels unfair. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad we're talking about this again because I made some comments very quickly last night. Yes, yep. And and there's so much more to say, so I appreciate the opportunity. And that is the way um, gospel logic works in the Bible is that every single person deserves to be judged. Mm. That's for justice. That's justice at work, mm. which is also a common concept for each one of us. Yep. And. What we see in the cross is this spectacular occasion where we see the justice of God and the mercy of God come mm. together. Mm. So in Jesus dying on the cross, he takes our place. Um, and I mean, this, this is what the blessings are all about in Ephesians, uh, chapter 1 and other places. And we see how the love of God and the grace of God and the mercy of God... Um, um, are given to us in Jesus. Mm. And at the same time, because he has died on the cross, because he's paid the price, we see the justice of God in action. Mm. God is a very just God mm. and he's also a very loving God. Mm-hmm. That's the effort he's gone through so that we can be freed. Yeah. Yep. And that's you know, that that's where the focus of the Bible seems to lie. Mm. Now there's all kinds of questions I have about this. Yep. I think about non Christians I know and love and yeah. think, think to myself, why um, why is it the case that they don't appear to be chosen? Mm. But of course what that drives me to then is to think about, well, hang on, this there's still moving parts in the world. Yes. And part of a moving part in the world is 
um, how God might work through my interaction with mm. uh, whoever it might be. Yeah, so know, I talked that, about a plumber in my sermon, yes. you know, for example. Yep. And so it, it actually drives me, or it should drive me, to have this incredible desire to do what I can yeah. to share Jesus' love yeah. with him or a whole range of other people. Because I guess in that sense, we don't know who the elect are. And so God, God does, but, but we don't. And, we don't. And, and the means of uh, uncovering them, if you like, from our perspective, is, is the proclamation of the gospel. And so while there's life, there's, there's hope. And so go on. And we're, go we're not going to know until the last day. And, you know, Revelation yeah. picks up on the concept of the book of life and whose mm. names are written in the book of life. Yep. yep. It's not like we can actually go. Yes. We have access to that at this point in time. Mm. Um, and, and yet I have a profound conviction, as I know you do as well, Sam, that we are God's agents in this world. Yeah. To bring light and life to people. Yep. And God uses us to bring... Um, his love and his grace and his mercy mm. as people understand that the justice of God is upheld as Jesus died that's on the Jesus cross for God. them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now that's the justice angle. Can I, can I get a bit pointier with some of these other questions? Sure. Let's just sort of follow up a few of these other ones. Um, if God has determined who is going to know Christ, clearly there are going to be some who, who won't know Christ. Why did God create them? If they are not like so, we, we've helpfully explored. We don't know who they are, but God does. So, so what, what's God's thinking in in creating someone who won't come to know Him? It's another excellent question. And look, books have been written about this, as Indeed. as you well know, Sam, and and many people will be aware. At a very simple level, God has created humanity. He hasn't created puppets. Mm. He gives people a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, if if God, in a sense, self-selected and only created those who are going to know Him, there's there's no real choice. Mm. Um, and so God has created a world and created people that have choices. Mm. Um, and um, I, my mind and my heart goes to the effort Jesus went through to mm. come into this, to lower Himself to come into this world, go mm. to the cross. So really interesting to hear your two answers to these two questions so far. If I can try and just delve into this a little bit deeper. You've said on the one hand, God has chosen and, and you know, we don't know who the elect are. And, you know, on the other hand, he's created a world in which there is choice. Um, and, and so there seem to be, and, I, and I'm just trying to, you know, interrogate you. There seems to be two things being held out at the same time. That on the one hand, God is totally sovereign completely in control and yet on the other seemingly simultaneous time there is a sense in which we have uh, some genuine responsibility to respond to the gospel yeah how do we how do you like and paul seems to say exactly that he seems to say god chose and then you were included when you believed and he says them within the same breath you know there's not even a full stop between those two ideas Yeah. yeah paul seems to say that's how it is but we why don't we struggle with that we seem to feel like those two ideas Butt heads with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And one way to think of it is when Jesus, in fact, Acts chapter 2 does this, I think. Okay. You know, when when Jesus... Think about Jesus on dying on the cross. Mm-hmm. Who was responsible? Mm. Well... It depends which way you look at it, doesn't it? Yeah. You, you've got the you've got the Roman soldiers, the, the chief priests. They hated Jesus and they handed him over unjustly. Um 
I guess then on the other hand, you've got God's promise uh, that Isaiah 53, you know, uh, we, we've been looking at that recently in, in one of the groups I'm part of, um, you know, that, that it was God's set plan and foreknowledge, you know, that the, the, the suffering servant would, would pay for the sins of Israel. Yeah. And that's what Acts 2 says. That's what Acts know, 2 says. Both. Yeah, yeah. And when one thinks about, be it you or I or someone else listening on to the extras, yeah, uh, when they think about themselves coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ, yeah. who was responsible. Yeah. And both, you know, right. it was completely my choice to come to know Jesus and mm. it was completely God's choice that I come to know Jesus. Mm. That's right. So often it's talked about, it's two sides of one coin. Mm. Um, but in modern Western thinking, we try to separate try to, that out. There's that's a, right. There's a and, and that gives you a sense of the, 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 I think this at one level should drive us back to the praise idea that we've been talking about, that God's sovereignty is such that he can completely order the events of the world such that you and I come to have faith in Jesus and yet do it in such a way that human beings are making such real and uh, actual choices. And I think for us, we think, oh, I don't know how that could possibly work. And that, I think, shows our finiteness, <laughs> but yeah. not God's. Yeah. That God is so powerful and his sovereignty is such that it can work like that. And Paul seems to go, that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I... I I, I even just take that a step further, Sam. This is one area I just want to be open. I've got questions about myself. Okay. I've looked at it. I've read about it. I've got questions about it myself. Yep. Um, you know, the Trinity is another example mm. where I have questions. Yeah. So uh, when the Lord Jesus returns and I'm taking the be with him, I'm going to join the queue of people who have questions. Yeah. And this is going to be one of them. This will be one of them. Yeah. Um, yep. However, however, at the moment, I'm actually encouraged to realise you know, that I don't have all of the answers. Yeah. I'm not God. Yeah. I have to rely on what he said to me. And there is, the, the Bible gives us some limited data about how, how to put yeah. it all together. Yeah. Uh, we're told he's a completely just God. We're told he's a completely loving God. We're told he's a completely sovereign God. We, yeah. We're told we, we have choice. Yeah. Um, and so in a very real sense, there's some mm. things we just have to hold in tension for the time being. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's right. One last question on this sort of thread before we'll sort of wrap it up, um, because it got asked a couple of times, and that is, look, if, as, he, as you said yesterday, we only come to know God when he kind of lifts the veil and enables us to, to see and understand, why doesn't he just do that for everyone? Why just some? Why not just open up the veil for everyone? It'd be great if everyone could understand and be saved, and why not? Yeah, look, that's another great question that's come through. Um, the Bible pushes us to pray for individuals. Uh, it, the, the, the very nature of sin, we're told in Romans 1, is mm. that people are blinded and, and can't see, mm. and that's the, the genuine choice that people have made. Yep. Um, and I, every time I, I, I mentioned the plumber I met the other day, and... Mm. Every time I meet someone, my, my heart wants to introduce them to Jesus. Mm. Um, I think about my, myself, my own responsibility, my own, the opportunity that, has, that the Lord has given me to be part of that story in people's lives, to share Jesus with them. Mm. And as a church, we need to keep talking about that, as mm. I said we would. It's yeah. part of the reason I've come to St. Paul's, to be involved in that, that yeah. privilege of letting people know um, uh, we have a world which has billions of people, most of whom, whom don't know Christ. Mm. That's yeah. why God's put us as part of a story. Yeah. 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 
Well, mate, that'll, that'll probably do us for today. Um, folks, we really appreciate your questions and thanks for sending them through. And, and we, we recognise we can't get to them all on a Sunday, uh, but it is good to have this, this space to kind of dig in a bit deeper. Raj, thank you so much for, for week one. Week two is just around the corner uh, and it's Easter. It's Easter. So paint us a bit of a picture as we wrap up. What's happening over the weekend ahead and uh, what can we look forward to over the Easter weekend? Yeah, Easter is a very special time. In fact, I think Easter is you know, the high point of the Christian calendar. Some people think it's Christmas. Some think yeah. in Australia perhaps it is, but... Sure. Culturally I mean, it is, but culturally it is, but theologically Easter, is where it's theologically at. Theologically yeah. is, is the time that Jesus yep. died on the cross, yep. the time we remember he rose from the dead. Yeah. Um, that's the very heart of Christianity. Yeah. And so I want to encourage people to come along. In fact, Thursday night we're having an opportunity as well. Yep. Uh, we have a movie and yeah. invite friends to come along. Yeah. Um, uh, an opportunity just... Easter's a quieter time of the year. Christmas is so hectic. Uh, this this time, COVID, we're just coming out of that. Yep. In, you know, in, in many ways. Mm. Uh, and so just an opportunity to, to, to build on that. But but I just think people listening in, I just want to encourage you. Yeah. Get to church yep. on Friday. Yep. Here at St. Paul's or if you're going away somewhere else. Yep. Sunday, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Yep. Um, so Good Friday at St. Paul's. Yeah. It's early morning church at 7.45, then yep. 9.15. Jack Day's preaching those, I think. Jack, Jack Day yep. at Carlingford is preaching yep. at 7.45 and 9.15. I'll yep. be preaching You're at North, North Rocks. Rocks. Looking yep. forward to meeting people at North Rocks. Yep. Um, then Sunday I'll be at the English-speaking Carlingford services. Yeah, nice. And Dave's doing and, North and Rocks And Dave will be at North Rocks, so yeah. normal Sunday times. Yeah, fantastic. Um, everything. Yeah. Chinese fun. church also worth mentioning on Good Friday as well. Yep. At, at, at 11.15, so. Yep. Yeah. Excellent, mate. Thank you. Uh, we look forward to seeing you folks uh, over the weekend. Raj, looking forward to more Ephesians next term. And uh, that's it. We'll see you guys later.